Section 4 of Captain Billy's Whizbang, Volume 2, Number 13, October 1920. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Captain Billy's Whizbang, Volume 2, Number 13, October 1920, by W. H. Fawcett. Go Lightly, Highballs, Part 2, by Reverend Go Lightly Morrill. Havana, Central America. Havana. Havana is a fool's paradise, a lunatic limbo for people with loud clothes, lots of money, loose morals, and light heads. It is the place where bad folks go to have a good time. The more disreputable a city is, the more popular it is to high society. I have visited Havana many times, and found the H in its name stood for hell, not heaven. On a recent sojourn, I asked a traveling companion what the state of religion was, and if Havana's morals were improved. Oh, yes, there has been a great reformation. He had scarcely made this gratifying statement when a young man came up to me and showed some vile postcards and postals which he offered for sale. This did not happen in a side street at night, but in Central Park at noon. Havana has reformed. The city has no segregation, but you may walk for miles along streets to the waterfront and find every other house with a seductive senorita at the door or window with extended hand or winsome voice urging you in broken Spanish or English to forsake the counsel of your mother's Bible. Regular saloons and concert halls had scores of the women of the town at the table sitting with motley men, while glasses clinked and phonographs scratched their screechy music. This was all bad enough, but the lowest hell was reached when I saw a woman standing in the doorway offering to sell a girl of about fourteen who stood by her side. At the end of certain streets, the police were on watch to keep the women off the sidewalks, and to maintain an appearance of decency and order. Other places were unwatched and free. Havana has reformed. The sporting women of the town advertise in several of the local magazines where you find their photos, house address, and some such paragraph in Spanish or in English for the benefit of the American tourist. Tourist, do you wish a good house in Havana with plenty of women, pretty and elegant? Go to Hmm Street. No, Hmm. Ask for Helena. Go today. Here's another. Artistic Academy. If you want a place for pleasure and a good time, go to Hmm. Plenty of nice girls. Another want ad reads, Ladies from all nations. And still another. Violetta has moved to Hmm Street and with her Parisian arts welcomes the Havana public. Poor pleasure-seekers, whose law is fashion and folly their pursuit. Bubbles on the wave of pleasure, a tracery on the sand which time's tide will soon erase. Every year the siren voice of Havana calls, Come in your private yacht on the gulf stream of gold. Come with full purse and empty head and heart. Come, you best society that you may be seen at your worst. Come, all ye who would desert the temple of your mind and soul for this Circe's palace of fleshy pleasures. 
Central America. Hamlet found something rotten in the state of Denmark, but it was sweet compared with what I discovered in Central America, the land of eruption and corruption, of dirt, disease, destitution, darkness, dilapidation, despots, delay, debt, devilry, and degeneracy, where a conservative estimate makes 90% of the women immoral, 95% of the men thieves, and 100% of the population liars. While strolling about the sultry seaport of Amapala, Spanish Honduras, and thinking of Borazan, the great Honduran liberator, two deceitful dames sought to enslave me. I was a stranger, and they tried to take me in, their home nearby. Fortunately, a policeman came up and warned me in broken English that these girls were always very bad to everybody. Each one took my arm, and I thought it was time to take to my legs and get away. Anticipating my flight, one of them sprang upon me, wrapped her nether limbs about my waist and her arms around my neck. Thus, in broad daylight in the heart of the town and in full view of the passerby, I was attacked and assaulted. What a shipwreck of character might have happened had I landed at night. I hurried back to the ship and sought the seclusion my cabin afforded. The captain congratulated me on my narrow escape and informed me that on nearly every trip to this port, native women of the town attempt to smuggle themselves at night on board to exchange their morals for the sailors' money. End of section 4. Read by Rick Potenza. February 5, 2022.